right, welcome back to the big program. Eight o'clock in Edmonton. Looking for a high plus nine. Can that be correct? You got to be kidding. Uh, time now for On the Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and uh, re-energize. Or download the new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. As we welcome in Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Hello, Spec. What's going on, Kev? How are you, man? Oh, you have a good Christmas? Yes, uh, outstanding Christmas. We were talking about the drive back from Saskatchewan on uh uh, Boxing Day, I guess. So, uh, beautiful drive back, full moon. The Duke was doing chores on the full moon. Were you out at the cabin in the full moon? What was it like, Spec? Yeah, it's a beautiful weekend out here. Uh, lots of family. We've got Shelka and I have four kids between us. We had them all here and their spouses and a little oh. baby in the room and some other family. We have a very small cabin and it was absolutely <laughs> jammed with people. So, and food. Oh, my goodness. So, and- we're blessed here. Yeah, had a great Christmas. I hope everybody else had a good one too. Uh, granddaughters' first Christmas, so grandpa's first Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a rush. Holy man! <laughs> and and it's only going to get better, you know. Once, uh, you know, what? Only about a month old, right? Less. Yeah, month old, yeah. and and another one on the way. Uh, another uh, daughter-in-law, and uh, I don't know. I guess it means we're getting old, Kev, but. Uh, life's getting better at the same time, so we're happy to have it. That's the best part. Uh, how many out of the 600 pierogies that you and Shelka made did you guys crush? Yeah, lots. There's still a couple in the fridge, I notice. But uh, <laughs> my wife comes from a farm, uh, Shelka, a little farm between Kalmar and Thorsby. And, and the deal out there is if you're entertaining eight you cook for 15 and if you're entertaining 15 you cook for 30 yeah so so we have uh our freezer is is it seems like it's as full after the dinner as it was when we were just waiting to eat <laughs> so uh, anyone want any leftovers come out and see me <laughs> well uh the pill man i think texted in and said to drop some of those pierogies off at his cabin there out yeah, there yeah yeah. So anyway, we won't uh, we won't be going near a grocery store for a few days. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> and did you have a turkey, or would you do? Yeah, did a big turkey. Yeah, yeah, nice turkey and all the, you know, the cabbage rolls and the and the pierogies and yeah. uh, everything you can think of on the table. The little pierogs, a little Latvian dish we make for. <laughs> yeah. For an appetizer and uh, just, you know, like I say, a little excessive almost when you think some people, uh, I know some people don't have it quite as as lucky as we do and we're very fortunate and blessed. And uh, I I pinch myself every day when I'm out here having a a meal like that. I don't take it for granted if I can. Are you uh, hands-on in the kitchen spec or or what? Yeah, I'm like like a farm hand. You know what? I'm a... (laughs) I wouldn't be a very good lead chef, but I'm I'm a pretty good helper. <laughs> so you're so like a you're like a me. sous chef. Yeah, sure. I don't mind helping. Why not? You yeah. know what? You open a bottle of wine, you do a little cooking. It's a nice evening, right? Did you try that uh, rum and eggnog concoction? I I didn't have an eggnog. No, I didn't have Ooh. an eggnog this year for whatever reason. We're uh, there was just we're not big eggnog people, and like I say, I used to drink a little more eggnog at Christmas, but. Uh, there's so many calories going around on that table now. The last thing I need is a big creamy eggnog to <laughs> add to the pile. I I honest <laughs> I feel honest to God, Spec. I feel like you know when you feel heavier. You know what I mean? Like that you yeah. put on a couple pounds. I I I honestly feel that. I was in a butter tart coma for about sixteen hours there. 
How many people? At, you're at your mom's house. Yeah, where were you? Yeah, we were at my mom's, and then my aunt Gwenny's on Christmas Eve, and then my sister-in-law Debbie uh, on Christmas Day. Probably sixteen total on on both uh, Christmas Eve oh, and yeah. Christmas Day. So, but again, the food and the you know the food, booze, the whole bit. It's just yeah, it's great though. I mean, can't complain. It's great. And, and, and now I, you got to come into January and uh, make a couple of resolutions here and uh, try to at least get back down to your December 1st weight anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Go into the steam room for about 10 hours. How's that sound? <laughs> remember remember Chris Chelios, the old story with Chris Chelios that would go into the sauna on a, and take a bike in the sauna. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he biked in the sauna. I mean, uh, that's, oh. that's heart attack country, I think, now. Yes, it is, yeah. But... Uh, I think he also put on um, like a, a, a garbage bag. You know what I mean? Like you would cut holes yeah. in a garbage bag. Yep. And wrap it around and then just just bike and sweat, I guess. I remember when we were kids, we were playing Bantam football down the, underneath the high-level bridge where the Huskies play. And yeah. uh, our best player was our biggest guy, which isn't uncommon. We we're kids, and the level, the weight limit for Bantam football was 160 pounds. If you weighed more than 160, you weren't allowed to play. And we got to our first game, and our best guy, this big, he's kind of like uh, him, not like a, a Fijian type of guy, you know, from one of those island places. Mm-hmm. He was giant. His name was Doug Betts, and he was our best guy. And he was huge and good. And he, he shows up at the first game and he weighs like 168 pounds or 165 pounds. And we were like, hold on here. We need this guy. So my, my coach put them all, wrapped them all up in, in green garbage bags and sent them running around <laughs> through the hills right around the high-level bridge there underneath, you know, yeah, those trails. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're, he couldn't even play the first game. We're playing the game. I look up and there'd be Doug running by so he could make the weight by the end of weigh-in day. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're going to have Kenny Lacoust on uh, at nine o'clock. Oh, know. He he he'd would know. know exactly to try to make the weight, right? <laughs> you know, and then you see those guys, uh, the boxers, when they weigh in, as soon as they get off the scale, basically they're guzzling about, uh, you know, a case of Gatorade because they're just yeah. there's no fluid left in them. Yeah, particularly in the. Uh, uh, Particularly the Olympic boxing, where they're really stringent on that stuff, right? Where they have weight limits that you can't, you know, you can't mess with them. So yeah. I know the, the weigh-ins are always fun in, all, in those old boxing matches. Mm-hmm. Kenny would have some good stories there. I know mm-hmm. that, you know, he, he I, you know, like everybody, he wasn't any different, but he fought to make to make the, his promised weight at some points, mm-hmm. like all boxers do. You train and train and train, but it's a pretty tough balance, right? To get bigger and stronger, but not get heavier. Yeah, that's tough for sure. Uh, Mark Spector with us, Sports 1440. Uh, did you watch, able to watch any World Junior or uh, even hockey? Watched a little bit. Yeah, yeah, watched a little bit of them beating up on my poor Latvians yeah, yesterday. I tough. thought the Canadians cheated, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tough goal. I mean, it's hard to – I was saying yesterday to the father-in-law, you know, we, when you don't have Russia in this tournament, basically it takes two teams from the regulation round from the prior year. It's t- – you know, it's, normally there's one weak sister, like really weak sister. Now there's two. Yeah. So it's – Yeah, hard. I suppose. You know yeah. what, though? I'm I'm from the other side. I'm – as a guy that's covered a lot of international sports and four Olympic games and a bunch of international track and field and stuff, I say screw the Russians. They've been cheating 
Yep. They've been cheating above every other. Everybody cheats. The Russians cheat more, mm-hmm. and they have been for decades. They lead the way in drug abuse and, and PEDs and breaking the rules. And now they're starting a war, and they're in wars. And you know what? I'm sick of the world yep. standing around waiting for Russia to, to toe the line before we can have international tournaments and before we can do things. Oh, we got to include Russia. Forget about Russia. I don't care if I ever see Russia play another hockey game if they're going to act the way they act as a country. And for the young players that are that are being punished, I guess it's not fair for them. That's fair. It's not fair for the young 19-year-old Russian kid who doesn't get a world junior. But as a as an international, as a world here, uh, we got to stop coddling the Russians. They they've been abusing their position in the sporting world. In my eyes, in my whole career, I've watched it, and. Uh, Let's go on. Let's move on without him. I don't care if I ever watch Russia play again. Not just the sporting world, hey. Just everything, you know. They've, well, that's the thing. You know, like don't be, don't be who you are, and we'll you can come play in the games with us. But don't expect to be who you are, and we're going to invite you in. You don't get to play if you're going to act like Russia acts. Mm-hmm. Mark Spector with us on Sports 1440. Oilers back in action tonight, Spec in San Jose. Sharks lost last night to 5-1 to the L.A. Kings. What do you kind of make? I always remember, like, the first game back is always hard. Like, look at last night. I mean, there's some, like, Pittsburgh beats the Islanders 7 nothing. A lot of times, teams' heads aren't in it first game back after Christmas. Uh, what do you make it tonight, I guess? Yeah, it's, it's certainly it's, it's a bit of a coin flip. Coaches aren't sure what team they're going to get. Uh, the road is a better place to be than at home. That's, that's traditionally what we find. The process of getting a team on a plane, getting to a new town, having a practice, waking up this morning, having a morning skate, that, that snaps the hockey player's memory, you know, muscle memory into place a little bit more. The guys that are home are still sometimes on a bit of a Christmas break. <laughs> yeah. So that's working in the order's favor, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I think the days of... You know, the old days when guys used to go home like you and me and eat and drink like uh, Vikings yeah. uh, and then come to the rink feeling like they put on six pounds. Those <laughs> days are – there might be a guy on your team that does that, but not not more than one. Yeah, These guys are health conscious. They don't they don't screw it up the way the old guys used to. No. Remember you and I, I spe- was fine in San Jose. Yeah, you and I, Speck, remember we talked about – I think it would be – Oh, it's at least 10 years ago, maybe more. Uh, we were talking about all the Finnish guys over Christmas. And you always said, um, if the more Finnish guys you had on your team, the worse it was because those guys would go hard. At Christmas. Like Mika Kippersoff. It was just just always bet against Kippersoff the first game back after Christmas because he was just pounding the, the Finnish vodka, you know, kind of thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, dear. I don't know. Who, the, who do the orders have? The, they have any fins? No, Am I missing one? No, not since, yes, a Pugliarby. No, they don't have any fins. How yeah. can you have an orders team? We are, the orders, every good orders team has always had a fin or two on it. Yeah. Fins have done well here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could use a fin in this town. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, you and I were the ones that were talking, and it said, bet against the Flames. Put all your money against the opposition because Kippersoft's <laughs> not stopping a beach ball today. Well, they're there, uh, and uh, San Jose has some goalie issues here, yes. right? Well, Mackenzie Blackwood is not ready to play tonight. 
Yeah. Uh, is it uh, Kakinen played last night? He played last. I bet he plays back to back. I would. I would might be back to back because yeah. the guy they have behind him, I don't think's ever played. So, uh, you know, San Jose's not a great team, and if they're playing it, I mean, it should work in the Oilers' favor if they're either playing a goalie that's played two nights in a row or a guy that's never played. Uh, you, you'll remember the last time Edmonton was in San Jose was the night effectively that Jay Woodcroft was fired. Yep. Uh, it took three days to fire them, and and they did win their Sunday game in uh, in Seattle, mm-hmm. but it was the loss to the thirty second place San Jose Sharks that unfortunately for Jay sealed his fate. Magnus Krona is the guy you're talking about with the uh, San Jose Sharks okay. the backup goaltender. Never heard of him. Yeah, no one has. <laughs> well, he's he's only twenty three years old. He's on an okay. entry level deal, and uh, Capo Kakinen uh, played last night five one L A over. The San Jose Sharks. Okay, I want to talk about uh, Olivier Rodrigue for yes, a second. Speaking yes. of 23 years old, yep, he had another great night last night uh, for Bakersfield, and uh, you know he's kind of coming out of nowhere here, right? Here's a guy that uh, had a really good season last year and a way even a better start to this season. All of a sudden, here's this guy that no one really thought had the pedigree to be a, you know, to help a whole bunch in the NHL. Yeah, and uh, he's twenty three years old. It's his fifth year pro. Uh, what do you think? Should the orders take a look at this guy before the trade deadline just to see what they got? I don't think so. Uh, I would let him just play as much. Let's be honest. I think, and Duke and I were just talking about it. Unfortunately and sadly, the Jack Campbell era is over. It's done. Uh, he, yeah. they can't. What, what are they supposed to do with him? They can't play him a, ahead of Rodrigue. The, you know, so it's done. The, the thing that I, I, I'm pretty sure that I've kind of uh, the guys that I've talked to spec. The only thing, or the main thing that they don't like with Rodriguez, he's 160 pounds, 165 pounds. I don't know yep. if he he's able to battle at the NHL level. There's think about it. How many goalies weigh 160 pounds in the NHL? Not many. Uh, that's a good. That's a good question, right? Yeah. I mean, the the standard bearer for small goalie is UC Soros in Nashville. Yeah. And and every you know, I get it. There's only one UC Soros. There's barely any small goalies that are any good in this league. And everyone says, Yeah, but UC Soros is well, okay. Name me the second one, right? Not many. So it's hard to be a small goalie. But you know what? I think at some point too, Kev, I think at some point too. You have to say once you've, you know, if if this guy. Oh, I think we just lost Mark Spector. Duke, is that correct? Just for it looks like his uh, his video feed uh, froze for a second. Okay, that's all right. We might have him back. Well, I just wanted to say goodbye to him anyway. <laughs> See you, Spec. <laughs> <laughs> oh well uh we were kind of getting close to wrapping up anyway uh mark specter for uh, roger sportsnet on the mark energized by booster juice get the boost you need at booster juice uh he was talking about uh olivier rodriguez a smaller goaltender you see sars is small too but he's a little heavier he's 180 185 pounds i i i think uh that's the one detriment that Olivier Rodrigue has going for him. He's just so slight. And when you're battling in that crease and battling for your space and, and guys are coming in and crashing the net, that's the tough, tough part. When we come back, Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff and our headliner of the day from Mr. Reuter on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, 
Time now for our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Reuter. They are sports fans like all of our listeners and are totally pumped and stoked. Sports Talk Radio is back for all your plumbing needs. Go to mrreuter.ca as we welcome in Frank Saravalli from Daily Faceoff. Morning, Frank. Happy holidays. I got your text there on Sunday or Monday, I guess it was, and it just lifted my whole day. Thanks, big guys. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, happy holidays to everyone. Uh, so glad to be part of the Sports 1440 team as uh, as this whole adventure got going. Well, we're lucky to have you, Frank. There's no question about that with all your insight and uh, your connections and, and your your knowledge and, and, and things like that. But uh, before we get to hockey talk, how, how, do, how was Christmas? Uh, how did things go in the Saravalli family? What was all up uh, in Philly? There's a little bit of mayhem. Uh, kids are so excited and they've had a, a really fun week. Um, my son asked for one of those VR headsets. So he's sort of been living in the metaverse the last couple of days, walking around like an absolute zombie. He plays a hockey game on there. And like uh, every now and again, just randomly, you'll see him drop to his knees to try and make a save, oh, which boy. is hysterical. Uh, but it's been uh, it's been pretty fun. So when, he, when he's doing that around the house, are you just going, oh, man, what, what, what are we like, doing here? We actually, my wife and I will take out our phone and record him doing it because he's just so oblivious <laughs> to it. It's it's hysterical to watch him kind of, you know, just looking around everywhere and doing his thing. So it's really funny. Oh, that's that's so cool. And, and I mean, at this time of the year, the kids, they, like, you know, it's just so when you see the sparkle in their eye, it's just that's the best part, isn't it? Yeah. And I think as a parent, you know that, you know, that's changing at some point. So I guess we're trying to to savor every bit of that. Yeah. Yeah, in a couple of years it'll be mom dad don't have, don't want anything to do with you, I guess, kind of thing, right? Yeah, and we're uh we're trying to avoid that as long as we can. Yeah. Any uh is there any hockey like tournaments and stuff with the kids? How's anything going on there? No, it's pretty quiet this week. Um we actually did like a little fun skate with some friends. Uh like a little 3 on 3 shinny tournament, which was great. Mm. Uh, that was on Christmas Eve morning. But other than that, it's it's been pretty quiet on the hockey front, which is nice to spend yeah. some time with family. Is that on the outdoor rink, Frank? Or no, we actually we don't have any outdoor rinks. It's not cold enough here. Jeez. Like we will get a, a maybe like a three or a five day you know span where you could do it, but that's not long enough to to make it worth the effort. Yeah, that's and you know what? It's plus nine here today, Frank. Plus nine. It, it's crazy. I mean, there's no snow out east. Um, you know, the Maritimes don't have snow. Toronto doesn't have snow. Like, it's it's crazy right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Frank Saravalli, Daily Faceoffs, our uh, headliner of the day on Sports 1440. How much play does the World Juniors get in your neck of the woods, Frank? I wish more. It's the best. I think it's the best pure hockey tournament on earth. Uh, I've been to 13 of them or something like that, and I miss it. Um, there's nothing quite like the competition, uh, the sort of excitement in good and bad for you know teenage hockey players. They make mistakes. Um, it's there's a lot going on. They're they're so ramped up and amped up to play that um, you know you see lots of different things over the course of a tournament, and you see a team also come together, mm-hmm. but. Here you have to have the NHL network to watch it, and not that many people have the NHL network. So uh, it's kind of a tough thing to get your hands on if you don't have it. You know, uh, I was driving home from Saskatchewan, Frank, on Boxing Day, and I was able to listen to the American game against Norway. Uh, It was after the Canada game. Um, 
you know, I mean, the American team, they got so many high draft picks. They got so many young prospects. Uh, it's, it's As you say, it's kind of sad that a lot of people aren't kind of jumping on these young guys because, I mean, they got a great squad. I, I hate to say it, but it's going to take either the 2025 International Tournament or the 2026 Olympics for more people here to jump on the Team USA bandwagon. I don't think people, you know, the casual hockey fan uh, really quite understands, you know, this is the golden era. This is the best time ever to be a Team USA fan. And I don't know that all those dots have connected yet. The hardcore fans, they get it. They know. They see it. But this team should be the favorite this year. And it's funny, I was just looking at some of the betting odds, and they're not. Canada is still um, still the favorite, and I guess until they're knocked off that perch, which might happen soon, okay. um, it's probably going to continue to be that way with the sheer dominance that we've seen from Canada, especially over the last few years. And Sweden, too, is up there. But the American team, with all the, the young talent and the great prospects that they have, is uh, right in there as well. Frank Saravalli, Daily Faceoff, our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, as we wrap up uh, pre-Christmas and go into the second half, so to speak, uh, of the NHL season. Anything in particular kind of uh, catching your eye or that you want to kind of keep your fingers on? Yeah, I'm really keeping a close eye on some of the teams that have struggled to start that have rebounded. Like I'm not really that concerned about the Oilers. They they figured it out. I, I said to you a long time ago, part of the internal metrics that Edmonton was looking at when they – made the decision to make the coaching change and fire Jay Woodcroft is I think Ken Holland and his group had, had targeted let's get back to level ground 41 points in 41 games by the midway point of the year. Well, they've arrived there early. They're 15, 15 and one 31 points in 31 games. So that part they've sort of righted the ship. And I think everyone's, you know, breathing a lot easier now in Edmonton and rightfully so, but I have some real concern with a team like the New Jersey devils. You know, they're not in a great spot. They are in sixth in the Metro, and maybe that that's the same way you'd sort it fifth, maybe by points percentage, mm-hmm. just above the Carolina Hurricanes. And they're a team that entered this season as a trendy Stanley Cup pick based on the way their playoff went last year and the young stars that they have in their lineup. But they've got a real significant injury to Dougie Hamilton, who tore his pec muscle. They said goodbye to a couple veteran defensemen, including Damon Severson. They they reshaped their blue line in the last six months and not in a good way. And I think that team is in a dogfight to make it now. I, I've sort of been you know, convinced that they'd be able to shake out of it. And I think we're all kind of waiting for the Flyers or the Caps to crash back to earth after some unexpected good play. But the longer this drags on, I'm not entirely convinced that that's the case. So as we head into the new year, I think there's some teams that are really in a struggle to get there that had some significant expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit, Frank, uh, you, you were talking about Patrick Kane and you felt that he would be a point-a-game guy. And that's where basically he is right now after 11 games. But why do you think the Wings have, as a team have struggled so much since Patrick Kane arrived in Detroit? Well, don't sell me short. I said that he'd be north More. of a point per game. Okay, so, so yeah. He, he, I, it, it's taken him to 11 <laughs> games, but he's gotten there. And by the way, I don't even know that his points necessarily tell the whole story because, you know, you look at, for instance, the game pre-holidays against the Flyers. He also scored the shootout winner, which, of course, you don't mm-hmm. get credit for. And 
He, um, I think he's he's really rounded into form. The wings themselves and the and how they've sort of struggled. Um, part of it is they were missing some key players for a bit, like having Dylan Larkin gone for a two week stretch during that or ten day plus stretch after that scary hit. Um, I think it's been hard for them to get their act together lineup wise. I also have been pretty candid. I, I haven't really been a big believer in Detroit and their roster construction. Like I'm not a fan of their defense and the way that they've got everything going. So um, to me, I, I think th- they need some changes there. They're, as everyone knows, hard to come by. But I think they made some real questionable moves in the last calendar year. For instance, saying goodbye to Philip Aronik. Mm-hmm. to replace him with veterans that add up to more than he'd be making that aren't nearly as good. Yeah. So let, let's just go with Philip Ronick and, and Vancouver. Is that your number one surprise team right now? Um, Up there anyway. I So I had Vancouver as a playoff team from Jump Street. Like mm-hmm. I was the one guy out there banging my fist on the table saying how improved the Vancouver Canucks were and – I don't want to say no one wanted to listen to me. I'm not patting myself (laughs) on the back, but they weren't a popular, they were a fringe playoff team for a lot of people, but most people had them kind of going either way. Um, I I think the biggest surprise so far this year, uh, outside of a team like Philly, who has, has just exceeded expectations is the Winnipeg jets. Like the fact that they are in the spot that they're in right now, Basically at a higher points percentage tied with the Dallas Star, higher points percentage than the Avs tied with the Dallas Stars. I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. I thought that this Jets team was kind of meandering in the wilderness. And I thought I wasn't really sure how to react to the conversation, the contract extensions, excuse me, for Mark Shifley and, and Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. I thought this team would be in a spot where they'd have to kind of sort through a bunch of different changes, you know, obviously no more Blake Wheeler, but they also made other changes to their lineup saying goodbye to Pierre-Luc Dubois. And I think it's always kind of questionable to trade quality for quantity, even though that's the spot that they were backed into. But that trade with the Kings really seems to kind of be a win-win. You know, Dubois played pretty well in LA. They've got a number one center or number two center right now, at least with how well Kopitar's played. And then the Jets have basically got an additional three players to fill out their top nine, which we know how difficult that is to do in Edmonton. So I I like the spot that the Jets are in, and I think they've been really one of the more consistent teams in the NHL this year. Not very many slumps. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frank, do you see Ottawa kind of turning it around? You know, big win over Toronto here. Uh, Is something brewing, I guess, in the nation's capital here in, in Canada? Jacques Martin really seems to be pretty confident. I saw some quotes, you know, going back to um, before the game against the Leafs. He was saying, I, you know, in some ways I feel like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, he failed the franchise, that he has so much more to offer now with all the experience that he has. And part of that's natural, but those sense teams were pretty damn good 20 years ago. Some of the best in the league. Um, I, it, it's... They're a tough team to figure out because I certainly didn't have them um, trailing the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yes, they've got six games in hand, but still points to make up. 
The Blue Jackets, I think, to me, have been the most disappointing team in the league by a wide, wide margin that the Sens are right in that category. And I, I think universally, I'm not alone in thinking that this team is significantly better than what they've shown, but they're they're confounding in that you don't look at them and watch them and say, oh, this is a team that doesn't work. They're lazy. It's almost like in an odd way, they kind of want it too bad. And they kind of need to relax a bit. I just don't know how you do that when you have so much ground to make up. I I think they're going to finish the the season on a significantly better note than they've been playing. But I just think statistically and and the way they'd have to make it back, this season's over for Ottawa. What about the Flyers? I mean, you got to be just tickled that uh, the way that uh, John Tortorella has handled things and how how he has. Uh, uh, guided this team to to where the Flyers are. I mean, there's got to be, you know, a good feeling in Philly right now. Well, I think the fans aren't really sure what to make of this team because they also know at the same time that even this, even though this team works, they've got identity and character that not many of the players that are here are long for it. And that part has been tough. I, I would argue the opposite. I would argue that as as well as they've played, as much as they've exceeded expectations, that this season is nightmare fuel if you're Danny Breer. You've admitted that you're rebuilding. You've now got a team that's in the playoff picture that you probably feel like the longer this drags on, you need to support them and help them. Yet at the same time, you know deep down in your heart that not only is this team potentially maybe a fringe playoff team, but no more than that, they're not a threat. They're not a threat to go deep. They're not a threat to win. And to me, if you're just a playoff team, if you're just around the playoffs, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. That's that's no way to to operate. I, I know that teams make it through every year that we don't expect. I don't think this Flyers team has the capability to do that. And their best position, their best play is to sell off pieces. Yet at the same time, you crush playoff hopes you send a different message to your team and you sort of hurt the fans that have invested those that have in this season. So mm-hmm. that part is hard. I, I, I think they're absolutely between a rock and a hard place and no one really seems to acknowledge that publicly. Got to ask you about the Eagles, Frank, uh, looking pretty good, I guess, for t- yeah. to win the NFC East, I would think. They deserve to lose against the Giants. <laughs> and by the way, Tommy <laughs> Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets, we hardly knew you, bud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where's the agent now, eh, Frank? Oh, I, I just i I don't have a good feeling about this Eagles team. They're yelling at each other on the sideline. <laughs> In some ways, I think that can be healthy, but there's something that just seems off about the chemistry of this team, and they've got a long way to go. I just think they're going to have a short playoff run. What What is it? What's off in your mind? What do you think? There's something. I think they're extremely talented, but I think they've been really poorly coached this year. Hmm. Well, it'll be, uh, what do they got? Arizona, I guess, and the Giants one more time, right? Yep. Two of the worst teams in the league (laughs) who have been playing some pretty scrappy football. I mean, they have an outside shot now with the uh, loss to the 49ers to the Ravens to get that number one seed in the NFC, which I think that should be what they're fighting for. As long as you can let everyone else duke it out Mm -hmm. for one more weekend, that's that'd really be a huge leg up in the playoffs. It, it really would, uh, especially because depending on who finishes in the seven hole, it could be it could be the Rams, which you don't want to play the Rams. I don't think right now. It could be Seattle. Yep. Packers are there too. Yep. 
I, I yeah, let that sort itself out yeah. and then get home field. I think you have a way better shot trying to take down the Niners or the Cowboys or whoever it might be that you're facing right. in an NFC championship type thing to and by the way, Brock Purdy, what what happened with that oh. the other day? <laughs> yeah, it was a tough I, goal, wasn't it? I guess he's no longer the MVP candidate, is No, he? he's not. Yeah, no, he's not. Hey, Frank, thanks uh, so much uh, for hopping on today. Uh, have a wonderful New Year. I guess we'll talk on Tuesday. That'll be our next show, January 2nd. So uh, thanks for this. Uh, have a great New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and uh, we'll talk in the New Year. Thanks a lot, Frank. Sounds good. Happy New Year, guys. That's Frank Saravalli, our headliner of the day for Mr. Rooter. There's a reason they call them Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. When we come back, I think we're going to go over the pond. Are we, Duke? We're going to hook up with Ladislav Schmid? Yeah, that- se- second time should be the charm. We're going uh, to try to hook up with Ladislav Schmid. Laddie uh, took it upon himself after last weekend's, uh, or last week, pardon me, misunderstanding. He downloaded Google Chrome <laughs> on the but, computer. Hey, what did he say uh, in the text? Duke, you had one job to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I'll, uh, I'll happily uh, happily eat some uh, some blame. I, I was not aware that the uh, the video streaming program we use does not work on Safari, yeah. which I didn't know that was something people still used. I thought literally everybody still used or used Google Chrome now, even on like your iPhones and stuff. People would download the Chrome <laughs> browser, but doesn't matter. We're we're past that. Uh, yeah. We did a kind of a test run right before we uh, hopped on uh, at seven o'clock here, so I think we're good to go. Uh, Laddie's in the in the queue waiting for us now, queue? so we'll give another test here Beauty. over the the commercial break, and hopefully we'll have Laddie ready to go. All right, that's coming up right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Boy, are we fired up for this because we worked on it last week and we just had some technical problems, but. Our normal Thursday co-host, as everyone knows, is Ladislav Schmid, who is back in his homeland in Czech uh, for the Christmas holidays. Good morning, Laddie. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you very well. All yes, right, morning, big guy. Holy, just like good you said, last, remember last week you said, Duke, you had one job to do. <laughs> yep. Well, and, and he did it. He did it this week. So, yeah. <laughs> the Duke he has come through. He did very well. Yeah, yeah, the, I'm, I'm fired up. Yeah, the Duke has come yeah, he through. Did. He, he does. He does. Come through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I heard the, the, the ratings. The, the ratings dropped last week, so like you were really trying to get me back, eh? Yeah, the ratings dropped. Uh, only with women in the 65 to 85 category, though, Laddie. <laughs> I would go a little lower. Yesterday I went to the pool, so I, I saw the, that that age group really is starving. It's starving for a little bit of Laddie Smith. <laughs> how how was your Christmas, big guy? How was it to be back home with uh, your family, with all the kids and everything? Oh, it was great. Uh, my sister was here with with my nieces, my my mom and dad. It was it was awesome. Seeing uh, you know, we we brought some uh, presents from my dad. We made him this blanket with kids' pictures on it, and we did a uh, photo shoot for my mom, like Christmas photo shoot with with our whole family. So they go both got very emotional. So it was awesome to see, and you know, kids are having a blast with them. And you know, there's my parents are spoiling them a lot. Food-wise, especially because my mom is whipping out three dishes, three dishes at lunch, three dishes for dinner if they don't like something. So we are really screwed when when we get back. So <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. You sent me that picture, laddie, with all the Czech uh, desserts and the treats, the cookies, right? 
Yeah, fifteen different kinds. Yeah, but it's yeah, I I, I eat most of it to be honest. <laughs> so, are you going to the gym over there too, or not? Yes, every morning I have to, man. Like honestly, like I I, I think I gain like five pounds at least. <laughs> it's it's nonstop. The the cookies are always on the table. It's it's like like I eat like half of it. Like I go upstairs, come downstairs. My mom's got it fill up. Ah, oh, it's. It's it's a losing battle, to be honest. I thank God I don't live here full time anymore. So what do you what do you have for like your traditional Christmas dinner? Is it similar to what you would have in Canada? You're, you cut out a little bit. What? So, Once again. So like what for Christmas dinner? Yeah, Christmas dinner, is it the same in Canada that you would have for food or what's different in Czech? No, so we we our main dinner is on the twenty fourth, and uh, our, on Christmas Eve, and we eat potato salads and fried fried fish. It's like a schnitzel fri- of, uh, fish. It's carb. I don't really like it. I I like I have a little piece just for good luck, but I, I feel like it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> uh, but uh, most other people make schnitzels, regular schnitzels. So potato salad and schnitzels, and for lunch. We uh we have this tradition. We eat like these white sausages too. So white sausages for uh, for lunch, and then potato salad, fish, fish soup, potato salad, and schnitzels for for a dinner. But my ex-wife, again, we are such a modern family. So my ex-wife is uh, visiting from Canada oh. with her mom. So we invited them for a twenty-fifth for a dinner, and my mom uh, did a turkey, and yeah, all that stuff for them too. So. We had we had kind of both both uh, Christmas dinners, one Czech, one uh, Canadian. Oh, so cool! Do the kids? Do you get to play yeah. like outside? Do you go out and is there an outdoor rink or anything like that? Or do you do anything like that? We didn't have a. We don't really have outdoor rinks. It's it's pretty warm, man. Like we week ago, we had tons of snow, so we went sledding and all that stuff. The next day was like raining plus 10 and it's been like plus eight plus nine every day uh but the team has to play play for we're just we're gonna be head, heading out to their game but uh they had a practice and they they called me to to come over and uh let let kids skate on on the big uh, on the uh at the big ring and uh saturday this saturday i also uh rented the ice because my little guy Laddie Jr. and my uh, my daughter Zoe wants to still show Bobby and Yeda, my my grand my my parents uh, how how they improve in their in their sports. So mm-hmm. should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean the kids must just love it over there. I mean to see the grandparents and see you know other family and friends. What what do they think of it over there? Oh, they're 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 so pumped, man! It's uh, it's it's a lot of fun for them. Um, they they mentioned several times they want to move uh, they move, they want to move to uh, to Czech Republic and you know part of the reason is because they don't have to go to school here right so it's like basically a holiday every time they come here but uh, they are having blast. We still got Laddie Duke. Uh, he might have just cut out. Can you hear me, yeah. Laddie? Still. Yeah, I can. I can hear. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I thought maybe just clicked out. Ladislav Schmid with us from uh, Czech. So, have you been able to watch a little bit of the World Junior Tournament, Laddie? 
Yeah, I watch uh, uh, first two uh, Czech games against uh, Slovakia and uh, Norway, and then I watch a little bit of uh, Slovakia against uh, Switzerland. Yeah, um, first first game we play against Slovakia, we got our ass kicked pretty good. Um, <laughs> wasn't really good effort. We we had a, you know, uh, my my former coach from the Czech league is a head coach of the U twenty for Czech. So uh, I. Uh, I talked to him a little bit about about certain players prior to the tournament, and uh, you know he's a very good friend of mine. So I'm obviously cheering for them. But yeah, the first game was uh, <laughs> very tough to watch. Yeah. Starting in the second period, first period we we were cruising, we were up on nothing, and then second second period was just not good. You know, Slovakia looks pretty good actually. They have a good team. They have a lot of young prospects, a lot of drafted players, and you know, just grab the bat from second period and third period. They mm-hmm. were controlling the the pace. The the compete level was much better, and you know, Czech didn't look very good. Uh, but you know, yesterday they they did much better. But also against much, uh, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Nor- Norway, but they are you know not at the same level as Slovakia. Yeah, they the effort was there from Norway, but you know the skill level they you know they couldn't keep up. But uh, you know, good good win by Czech, and then. I watched the Slovakia and, and Switzerland, and that was a really good hockey, actually. Yeah. That was good pace, you know, two hardworking teams, a lot of skill. You know, it was fun to watch. Do you, Laddie, get the, you know, the, the I guess the, the, the feeling in the gut every time the World Juniors come on because you played in three World Juniors, and do you kind of feel, oh, boy, I love this tournament yeah. so much. You, you feel that every year? Yeah, it's... Uh, it, it's awesome, man. Like, honestly, like, at that uh, age level, like, there's nothing better than that, right? Like, you're representing your country. Pretty much, like, U18 World world Juniors are, are good, but it's not at the same level as this, you know? And, you know, when, especially last few years, uh, you know, the tournament being in Canada a lot, you know, the attention it gets from uh, from the media – even now, like when when I played, the media coverage of the World Juniors wasn't as good in in European countries, especially mm-hmm. in Czech. It was awful. But you know, we won a bronze medal in like 2005. Then for longest time, nothing. And then we we are starting to get better. Or, you know, last few bronze medals, and now the media coverage is better, and you know, people are starting to following it. So, you know, at like I said, at that age level there's nothing better mm-hmm. you know like you're you're representing your country uh like i said the uh, the media coverage you get a lot of fans especially in canada i would honestly i would be for to play most of the world juniors in canada because mm-hmm. people love it there uh, it's always on the tv it gets a lot of tons of media attention uh you know i'm all for it to to be in canada because i i don't think you know, unless it's gonna get to like quarterfinals, semifinals, some of the games don't get enough enough yeah. people, you know, in uh, at the arenas, and it kind of sucks. Ladislav Schmid with us from Czech, Czechia. Do you like Czech or Czechia, laddie? Oh, I had that conversation with my mom. I'm so mad they they switched it to Czechia. It's so stupid, honestly, <laughs> so stupid. I don't even know who. If somebody's listening, who did made this decision? moron honestly <laughs> like people are asking you like why did you switch to czechia i'm like I, I don't even know like i i wasn't even aware of it 
people like from Canada told me it's like this uh why not Czech Republic? I was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So I called my mom and was like, Yeah. Like a month ago they switched it to Czechia. <laughs> like, why? I was like, Well, we don't even know. Like I, I honestly I can I can't really give you any answers why it happened, but yeah. it's so dumb. It, it sounds like so half of the people can't even pronounce it. It sounds like Chechnya. <laughs> you know, like it's hot. I'm hot. I'm so heated about that. Like I <laughs> I prefer I call it Czech Republic. Yeah. Uh, okay, that sounds good to me. Hey, Laddie, how much play does the does the Spengler Cup get over? And there's a team I think from uh, Pardubice. Uh, yeah, yeah, Pardubice that's in the Spengler Cup. How how much play does that get over there? Yeah. Uh it, it's covered here. It's uh, I think it's like the oldest uh, oldest hockey tournament in Europe. I want to say mm-hmm. my dad played played at it a lot. He won it five times back wow. in sixties and seventies. Really? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, yeah. So he's very familiar with that. Uh, you know, uh, I like to watch it. It's 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 good hockey. There is some good European uh, Euro- European teams, and you kind of you know now the Russian teams are not in it, but there's you know fin- Finnish, uh, Swiss, Swedish, Czech. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, man. Like. It's it's a really good hockey. I was just like w- watching it yesterday. I think it was uh, Swiss team against uh, fin- Finnish team. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how big that ice ring is. Like the the ice surface. Yeah. My God. Like it is way too big. Like it's it's so hard to defend. Like because if if you're gonna get beat in a corner, you get beat. There's no recovering. Like in the NHL, you still have like you know you can make maybe make us make a step back. But if you get beat here, it's so far. Like you're you're done. Did you, you have you have to be real cautious? Did you have trouble adjusting to the different ice surfaces? Um. Yeah. It's it. It, it took me like. Well, it's. I'd say offensively, offensively is it's easier, right? You have way more time, way more room. Mm-hmm. But defensively is that's why like, like playing in Czech league is like it's very structured. There's like a lot of like system and like you have to be like disciplined because if you get to get beat or caught somewhere, yeah. it's so hard to, to recover. So like I liked it offensively. You know, I was never an offensive guy in the NHL, but you know, like my numbers were much better here because <laughs> I guess I could think the game and you know, it was a lot of fun. But defensively it was sometimes like my God, like so much skating, especially in the D zone. You cannot just like stand there and contain. You just have to like follow them everywhere. It's, otherwise otherwise honestly you can spend like a minute, minute and a half easily in your zone. Did you feel that you were I mean that that split second to get to that to the puck or get to an a an op, an opponent, you could feel that every time? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like honestly, man, until up until you stand on that ice surface and see how far it is from the net to the corner, mm-hmm. you have no idea. <laughs> There's like so much extra room, and the corners are so big. Yeah. Like they're like really wide and around. Like, yeah. like when I first like got back, and that was like I played in the NHL, and then I had to retire for like a year, year and a half. And this was the like you know I obviously skated on and off and. But then I signed a professional contract with my team here, and I step on on this big ice surface. I'm like, like, do, do I even know what I'm doing? It took me, it took me solid like three months to really get used to it. Yeah. 
Ladislav Schmid with us from Czech or Czech Republic, not Czechia. Uh, coming no, up to Czechia. 9 o'clock, uh, Laddie, here in uh, Edmonton. So eight-hour difference, so 5 o'clock there. What do you got cooking for supper tonight? Uh, I have no idea what my what my mom is making. Hopefully, something good. Uh, <laughs> I, I never. I, it's like it's like I, I never knew. I never know what she's doing in the kitchen. You know, but hopefully she's not, she's making meatloaf. Maybe <laughs> mom, meatloaf. Uh, <laughs> I never know what she's doing down there. Uh, uh, but but I'm going to the hockey game. And guess who? Guess who's going to be playing today? Yarmur Yager. I can, Yes, Yaromir Yager. Kidding? Be there. Are you going to talk yeah, to him? Yeah, there's, there's going to be a bunch of uh, ex NHL players. Jacob Voracek is one yeah. of the coaches. I think I think Tomas Plekanec is one of the coaches. Okay. Frolik, Michael Frolik is uh, on the team. Um, and yeah, Yaromir Yager just wow. so it's, it's sold out apparently. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. How did you get tickets? Come on. <laughs> I basically build this team with my own hands. <laughs> so, oh, it wasn't easy, actually. Like yeah. yesterday, I, I told uh, to, told some of the people from the team, hey, I want to bring my family six tickets. And they're like, well, it's sold out. I'm like, well, hopefully you can make it happen for me. And, and they did. So, <laughs> well, that's, yeah, so that's going to be I, a lot of fun tonight. Masters. Yeah, poor bosses. Some of the poor bosses won't get tickets. I guess I don't know. <laughs> no, it should be fun though. It's gonna be probably close to seven seventy five hundred people. Oh, wow, it's full barn. Yeah, I'm gonna see some. I wanna I wanna meet with uh, with, with some of the guys from the other team too. Yeah, like I play with Michael Froley, with Jacob Pache, like uh, uh, Siager. I, I play with all them, but. I, I was pretty close with Brachik and, and uh, Froley, so hopefully I'm going to get to say hi. Did they uh, maybe say, Laddie, we've got some gear for you here. Maybe you want to suit up tonight. Well, I, well, Claude, no, the, the Agars team, they would probably <laughs> try to. <laughs> they're they're not doing that great, but uh, no, man, like I'm, I'm still like the time change. I'm like, I'm getting old. I used to be able to, well, you, okay. What used to be good about time change was like, I would fly from Canada, get here. I would get straight to the bar, drink all night, and I would sleep for 24 hours. And I would get used to the used to the time change. Now I don't drink. So I'm like suffering through this past seven, eight days. And I'm like delirious. I go to gym for like 6 a.m. again, but I don't sleep since like three. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's a mess. But yeah, so oh. I was thinking like maybe, no, no. No, maybe not. Drinking is not the answer, but no. it hasn't been. It hasn't been pretty. Uh, my uh, my switch to the to the European time. I got a text uh, that I got to read to you, Laddie, from Sparky Kolchinski. He just said Merry Christmas and that he was really looking forward to our chat today. Oh, uh, please say hi to Sparky for me. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everyone, too, uh, guys. What do you do for New Year's Eve out there? Like, what happens? Is there like fireworks or stuff it's- or? Yeah, uh, there is a fireworks, but I, I just I just read something. Uh, some politician asked people if they wouldn't do uh, fireworks this year. I think it's uh, due to the uh, paying respects to yeah. the victims of the shooting we had, uh, yeah. you know, a few days ago, which uh, shocked the whole whole the country because that's not really something that we are used to. I don't think anybody is used to it, but this is kind of like the first time really 
uh, this this happens. So I don't know if there's going to be fireworks, but uh, we are planning, uh, you know, having a family family here. I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if fireworks, but it's got to be a lot of food. This is mm-hmm. big shakuri for lunch and like throughout the day, and then uh, beef tar. Tar tar. My 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 dad makes, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking forward to it. Hopefully, I'm gonna make it to midnight because I have been going to bed at eight thirty. <laughs> eight thirty p.m. Like oh. this is what I came to. And oh, and I actually. I just want to tell everybody how strong I am in my recovery. So I went, I, I actually went out to the, to the pub that I used to go to it has the best beer, best beer in, in my city, but hands down. It's called Labak. And, you know, I, I was there for like three hours. I watched my friends drink the delicious beer, but I did, I, I drank some, I don't know, non-alcoholic pomelo or orange cider. It was delicious, a lot of sugar, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I, I made it through. I sat there. We had a great conversation with my buddies. It was it was it was a great time. So now I proved myself. I, I can I can do it. But I was at like ten thirty eleven. My wife is like, "You're already home." Like, yeah, this is the new lady. She's <laughs> like, "I like you very much. I don't have to worry." <laughs> We're really proud of you for that, laddie. Uh, you know, we had, Thanks, man. you know, and when you, uh, I guess it would be, you know, at the very start in September, and remember we talked about it on the air for, you know, probably a good hour. And all the remember all yeah. the texts that came in and everyone was say so proud of you, Laddie, and and uh, and thanks for sharing that again. You know, we really that's a big Thank deal you. for sure. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I I just had a not a big uh, big interview to like big newspapers that's gonna come out uh, tomorrow about oh. uh, addiction and okay. recovery, and so I'm uh, looking forward to it. You know, that- like hopefully I can. Uh, inspire a few people even in czech yeah. because uh, here here is a bit bit different than in canada to be honest people don't understand as much it's you know really old school thinking they don't understand that addiction is actually a disease and you know you you know they, they people think like it's your choice and you know if you're not educated yeah that's your opinion but you know i'm educated in that area and I, you know i'm trying to tell people you know it wasn't my choice. I wish I could go out and, you know, have a beer or two, mm-hmm. but I, I, unfortunately I can, but now I don't, I have that knowledge. If I'm going to relapse, it's, it's on me. It's not, um, I cannot blame anybody else, you know, but before that I, I had no idea. Yeah. People were trying to tell me maybe I have a problem, but I was like, ah, no, but yeah, I did have a problem. So hopefully I can, I can inspire some people even over here, you know, so they can, uh, come out and, and speak about their problems. Well, you really inspired, and we just got texts coming in right now uh, from our text line, one 1440 Also, uh, one one guy says, iMac goes, KK, I told you that Laddie would hate Czechia. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I, I won't get used to it. I might start a movement against it, some protests <laughs> in, in front of the Czech, uh, the, the Prague Castle and Oh, that's so funny. Please change it. Like, it's awful. Uh, Laddie, thanks so much for jumping on today. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know what? We'll talk about yeah, that when you, when you get back, and you're back uh, not next week, but the week after. So really appreciate it. Yeah. Happy New Year to all your family over there. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, take care, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks to you guys. Uh, happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all the listeners as well. Thank you.
Thank you, Laddie. That's uh, Ladislav Mead in not Czechia. Czech Republic, is he would like to have it or just Czech? Uh, oh, man, that was a lot of... Uh, what do you say about a guy? He says, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. And, you know, he just hop on and... Well, it's probably part of his routine on a Thursday now, right? I mean, he's doing it at 5 o'clock uh, in the evening uh, at check time as opposed to his usual 8 in the morning, yeah. I guess. But, uh, man, that's really exciting about going to that game tonight. That's uh, that's awesome. Can't wait to hear about it when he gets back. How about that? I said, well, I'll get six tickets. <laughs> well, we're sold out. No, but it's Laddie here. <laughs> but, I, but I'm Ladislav Schmid. <laughs> oh, so much fun. Uh, so so uh, thanks for Laddie for uh, hopping on. Uh, when we come back, Kenny Lacusta, Ethan Hallaby are, will join us in studio. We'll talk about a big uh, boxing match coming up, ooh, I guess, in just a little under a month, I guess. Uh, before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Book your kids 5 to 12 years old in one of our holiday camps running right through the Christmas school break. You can visit snowvalley.ca for more details. Here is the Duke.